Welcome to a special Veterans Day episode of the More Than Miscellaneous Talk Show. I'm Alex Barnard, the Miscellany News' audio editor. In celebration of Veterans Day, Miscellany News humor editor and veteran Francisco Andrade sat down with some of Vassar's veterans to discuss their experiences both during and after their service as part of his segment, Veterans Voices. Basically, Izzy and I usually co-host this, um, and this time round, where we've got a lovely conversation with the larger vet community, um, because Francisco Andrade, our humor editor, put, to- put together a section where instead of doing humor, he um, put together Vets Voices for um, Veterans Day. And um, yeah, if you want to launch it, Francisco, and talk a little bit about it. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, if you know, as everyone sitting around here may know, Veterans Day is November 11th. Uh, represents the 11th day, the 11th hour, the 11th month, which is the one year marking the end of World War One. Ever since then, we've been celebrating Veterans Day, and because it was coming up, I decided about a month ago that I wanted to do a Veterans Voice, and since we have 30-plus veterans on campus at any given time, thanks to the Posse program. Um, so I appreciate all the vets sitting in the circle for helping me put this together, as well as the non-vets who helped me put this together. Everyone in the newspaper was very welcoming of it. They helped out a lot, so thank you for that as well. Uh, we couldn't do it without support. Uh, so, and Tiffany helped me with everything. She found out that I was doing this and she took the lead and honestly, I couldn't have done it without her. Uh, I was about to go crazy at some point, so I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, and then I guess we can just jump right into it. This is gonna start with some introductions, please. Uh, I'm Francisco Andrade. I am a second year student and I was an army vet. You don't have to say your branch if you don't want to. I just did because I want to show off. <laughs> um, Tiffany Trumbull, I'm a first-year student in the U.S. Army as well. Romario Ortiz, U.S. Army, and third year here at Vassar. Cool. Mark Savarese, second-year student as well, a Marine. I'm Thomas Dodoli, third-year student, Marine Corps. Uh, Nicholas West, junior, and I was in the uh, Air Force. Uh, Brittany Andrade, I'm not actually a student. I'm Francisco's <laughs> wife. And uh, I was in the Army. My name is Jaime Del Raso. I'm an assistant professor of education here at Vassar College, uh, U.S. Army vet. So I figured that we were going to do this. It's going to be a really informal conversation, and we can just talk about the stories. I know uh, all of you should have gotten the questions on the email, and some time to go over. So basically, this is what the section looked like, and I think a lot of people here wrote a story for it. And uh, Tiffany, do you want to take the lead and start asking the questions? Yeah, um, so I figured we'll start with Mark, since you have to leave first. If you want to um, give us a little bit about your story and why you chose to write that piece, that'd be great. Okay, um, I kind of went, went into it without expectations on how it'd be interpreted or anything. So following that compass, I just thought I'd write something very truthful, very faithful, and just uh, provide some bit of invitation into our lives as I could provide. And, um, yeah, I guess intimacy in a word was something I was shooting for. And from there, it's meant to have poetic meaning from which anyone in the audience can derive. So. Nick, did you have anything you want to say about your piece? Uh, yeah, so um, I think for me, like, Veterans Day is kind of a day that brings up a lot of, like, conflicting emotions. Um, just because I like, come from, like, a military family and, like, I serve and, like, I serve myself. So there's a lot of, like, pride that comes with that. But then at the same time, as someone who 
finds himself on sort of the left end of like the political spectrum I have a lot of like problems of course with like what the mill with like what the military does um, and, and some of the things that like my service actually like helped contribute to um, so I kind of, so I just kind of wanted to explore that but at the same time I sort of have noticed in a lot of like left-wing spaces that there's sort of a lot of like negative stereotypes about like veterans that really get that really get pushed um, and as much as I understand the source of those I think they're sort of like a harmful thing um, and just something that I hope that our presence here has done is helped like dispel a lot of those um, and so yeah so I just sort of wanted to write about that and just let it be known that uh, a lot that a lot of veterans have just as many problems with the military as as most as most people do so have you experienced any of the stereotypes you're referring to since you've been at Vassar if you want to um, at Vassar no uh, it's more sort of in like broader spaces I'm um, going to like like I've done some like political like canvassing and just like um, gotten some not negative reactions but just like people like questioning like why I'm a leftist and like why I would have joined the military in the first place which for me like the military was something that actually like sort of like radicalized me and like pushed me farther so I just think a lot of people have sort of a backwards interpretation of like what of, like what service in the military does to people um, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Brett, just to switch it up a bit, um, you, I believe, transitioned most recently out of mm -hmm. the military. Do you want to tell us about how your experience is with that so far? Um, so technically, I'm still in. I uh, don't officially get out until December, so that's been fun. Um, it's been really weird, honestly, and the hardest transition has actually not been communicating that I served to, like, males in like my fields or where I work, a lot of women are always really surprised mm -hmm. to hear that I'm a vet. They're like, oh, you're a vet? Your husband's not the vet, you're the vet? And it's just, because there's not a lot of women in the military and we're not a forefront in media. And so it was very interesting when women hear that because they're like, oh, you know, what were your experiences? And the first question is always, were you sexually assaulted? Because that's the thing everyone knows about for women in the military. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm good. And even if I was, I don't know you. That's not something I want to discuss with you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very interesting to see how people react when they're like, oh, you're not the face I associate with the military. And it just kind of like shocks them a little bit. It's funny. That speaks on like what I wrote about. It's essentially exactly what I wrote about because I feel like we all kind of get that. And um, Roberta Samples, who I wrote about in my piece, has been out of the Army for, or the Air Force for years. And she still experiences that today. So it doesn't feel like we've gained a whole lot of traction as far as that changing, which is still surprising um for whoever wants to talk about it is there any kind of reaction you didn't expect to get from students when you tell them that you served in the military or anything at all tommy you, have, you want to share um to call you out yeah you're you were uh, you're saying that you haven't got any of the cliche experiences at vassar i have had a few of those cliche like yeah, those cliche veteran experiences where people come up to you and they ask you like have you ever killed anybody mm -hmm. in the military that's a that's a popular one I think some people I, I haven't got it so often but it happened like uh, twice in one week 
uh, here at one point. It hasn't happened since though. Um, and also after that, uh, in my Africanus course, uh, one of the one of the I I got the feeling that one of the students was very anti-military, um, and the the questions that they approached me with approached me with were um, were very um, were were coming from like what I what I just view as very left-wing questions like the um, and those are the and I say left-wing because like those things that I haven't been exposed to while I was in the military and I'm only exposed to here in, in Vassar we look at the military we say right-wing and left-wing yeah. and look at Vassar um, and it's a question um, no they, they they weren't confrontational about it they were as respectful as they could possibly be while trying to get their point across Okay. And, I, and I think the questions themselves um, are just confrontational to the military way of life. Um, so, like, uh, it, specifically, it was about uh, the military's effect, like how the military as a force just colonizes different uh, the areas that they go into. And um, what my experience with that was. And... Uh, and the interactions that the military has with whatever force, whatever, uh, wherever we are, with the with the people, like the the experiences that the interactions between the military uh, as an occupying force and the people who live there. So, uh, and that's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see it at a personal level and what we do at a personal level, but we really don't see it on the grand scale how how it affects the people there. I mean, we know what we do, but it's it's hard to like take it as a whole. I think that's uh, the important thing that we really the, the point of the vets' voices was for me when I was trying to make it is I wanted to be as inclusive as possible with all the vets because all of us had different experiences, and I think that's the biggest point to get across is that all of us not only had different experiences, we're completely different people. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the the biggest things that rings in my head as far as like asking questions or biggest experience coming was when I was uh, you know working here at the school and one of the students asked me uh, almost a direct quote was can you tell me more about the army so I stop hating it as much <laughs> and I'm I'm just like well first of all that's not how you ask anybody anything but at the, but also like why like even if you hate the military complex even if you hate what you think the military is and I, I get that. I've, I've been in there. Like, I haven't enjoyed every day. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like acting like people in the military are all just, like, walking around with rifles and just killing people indiscriminately is just completely wrong. Like, we're all, there's, you know, there's people that have been deeply affected by everything that they've done. And I've met them and I've seen it. And I've, you know, and it's just... Well, we're just, also about to watch Full Metal Jacket here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a movie that shows how the stress can get to you. The, the nice point plug is, in, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but the, I think the point is that we just, we're all different. And, like, none of us are going to like it. None of us are going to hate it. Like, so it's just going to change for everybody. And I think that's the most important thing to realize. Mm -hmm. um, how did you respond to that when they asked you that? Um, there was a, a pivotal change in the atmosphere, I'll say that, because two yeah. of the people that were in the office with me 
they just like one of them loudly gasped. And I just I just looked at the person. I'm trying not to say anything about them, um, but I just looked at the person. And I asked them why they felt that way, and then they mentioned kind of the same thing I just did. It's like, oh, I just think the military is doing this and that and this mm -hmm. and that. And I'm just like, okay, but you think I'm doing that? Do you think I personally? I'm fighting for that, as you've known me. Am I a person that would do that? And he's like, well, no, but then and I was like, okay, that's the end of that question, and that's it. Because I'm also not going to give that person really too much of the time of day, but I also got to challenge their thinking a little bit. Because, yeah. I mean, I, you can't always... <coughs> I, you don't always want to explain to people and have that patience to like explain to people, especially if they come at you rudely. I get that, like, but at the same time, you got to give them so you can't just ignore it because I think you got to give them something to think about. You can't just let them have like, oh yeah, I asked him this and he just ignored me, which means I must be right. And then, you know, you gotta you gotta leave people like pensive about what they said. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part is for a lot of people on the outside looking in. You know, I've heard us referred to as Trump's army, which it's hard <laughs> oh, to dispel God. them of that idea. That's yeah. That's offensive. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> I, was uh, I do think that's a good transition <laughs> into a Romario's piece, though, if you want to kind of share yeah, what you're writing yeah. about. Yeah. So, Francisco, I mentioned uh, aspect of how these interactions with students and veterans on Vassar tend to be some either not really confrontational, how Tommy was saying, it's more of a discussion, and then also there's ways that questions are asked that that aren't asked the right way. The way I see it, it's kind of like blissful ignorance, you know? And that stems from not having exposure to individuals like us or be in situations that make you interact with people like us. Mm -hmm. So then you, you, and I mean like bachelor students or anyone not related to the military, their perceptions are skewed because they consume media and entertainment and stereotypes of, you know, whatever is said about us, you know, which is usually always the repetitive stereotypes that, yeah, right wing, Trump's army, all this stuff like that. But then when you think about it, like all the ideals that we ascribe to are contradictory to what that message says, you know? We talk about honor, we talk about integrity, respect, being an honor. Those are things that that do don't represent. So that's what I mean how it's sort of blissfully ignorant of students to say or think these kind of things without ever having interactions with us. That's what my piece was about in, in one way. Um, didn't make it in print because it was like excessively long. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany, for helping me deconstruct that and put those words uh, better, make them flow better. For the, for the record, just so, so clarity, uh, Romario's piece will be up online uh, within the next week. Uh, it's finishing up. Uh, it's it's uh, the importance of thank you for your service and why it's important mm -hmm. and not important at the same time and uh -huh. he explains the meaning of the phrase and what it means to him yeah it definitely so the part that really got to me was turning that piece into more of a personal piece that enabled me to really speak uh, specifically versus the the prior piece when we were editing it where it was too broad there wasn't a, a central idea. So the central idea of my piece is titled, Don't Thank Me For My Service. Ask me about it. Yeah. So that the title pretty much explains that whole idea. I mean, the article piece explains that whole idea, and that's when it became personal. So then I had to, like, retreat back and sort of process the things that I witnessed, saw, was a part of. And then I felt that if I portrayed that piece, the emotional aspect of it in, in the piece, in the writing that will enable people that are reading it 
to view another perspective that defeats that stereotype of what is thought of when you think of the military and the individuals in it. So for example, uh, one of the points I hit on was, look, my job, I was a transport guy, mm -hmm. logistics. That is a job that, and this was the hardest part to figure out, how do you put like in, in, a, <laughs> in a literal sense, the term poke? <laughs> It's like, how do we, how do we <laughs> we're make that sound? That yeah, we are brainstorming for a while, so then, that, how, do, how do we, yeah. Explain? Why not Why not just yeah, say Pogue and explain? Did you explain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. definitely explained yeah. that like in three sentences. Can yeah. you explain so. again for the three people in the room? <laughs> so a Pogue is a colloquial term used to describe a non-infantry military service member. So any job that is non-infantry is, is called P-O-G, Pogue person other than grunt because grunts are the infantry they're the guys that you know go out and do all that, <laughs> that work but here's the thing here's the thing there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs in the military that are not combat related but still support combat in some fashion because the, the whole military structure is based on logistics um there's an old adage that says a military uh marches on its stomach and that has to do with you know food supplies equipment being moved in conjunction with any military movement or efforts. Bullets can't fly without supply. Oh. Hey. <laughs> oh. You were supply, weren't you? I was. Okay. Yeah. I was supply. You're yeah, welcome. Su supply You're gives welcome su for my service, Lamar. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> supply oh, would get shit to us, and then we would take that supply and take it to you know, downrange to everyone, like, mm -hmm. you know, that needed the bullets and bombs and ammo to continue the fight. So that's, that was my point of the piece. It's that a major point, a major portion of military members, it's it's non-combat MOSs, military occupational specialties. Your job. Twenty percent of us are just infantry. The rest are uh, every support else? personnel. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, I had a nine-to-five. I did HR. It was great. <laughs> I made sure people got promoted, got awards, and their money was straight. There you go. Most important part, the money. And we all loved you for it. You did not. <laughs> you definitely did not. And we were angry uh, most of the time because the paperwork got lost. Let's be honest. The number of angry people in my office was insane. I got really good at handling conflict. <laughs> I think the hardest part of us trying to figure out how to describe that word is explain how it's unflattering in a sense mm -hmm. and then we're also describing jobs like like i was a nurse and i worked um in the icu at launch stool and i was a poke because i'm not infantry but when i'm taking care of the people who are coming from downrange i didn't feel like i was not doing you mm -hmm. know the army's work so it was it took a while to come up with a way to describe yeah. that word yeah oh yeah i, I don't think we emphasize it but it, it is a derog it's used in a derogatory way in the military mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the whole thank you for your service piece did you know that we made a our uh, drunk Jenga game at the TH, we, we made a thank you for your service Jenga really? piece. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't finished now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when you pull a Jenga piece out, it because it's a veteran's household, right? <laughs> we, we had to have something for us. When when a vet pulls it out, uh, what is it? Is it we have to... Nick's like, I'm not involved <laughs> in it. <laughs> if you pull the Jenga oh, piece out, if a veteran pulls it out, all non-veterans have to drink. And if a non-veteran pulls it out, all veterans have to drink. But but the thing is, the uh, the non-veterans, the, or the uh, the non-veterans have to say, thank you for your service. Because... I would at, never come drink with you. I <laughs> <laughs> and, and, if, and if a non-veteran pulls it out, we have to say, thank you for your cowardice. Oh, <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? I love it. I'm so okay, mad okay, that it's okay, part okay, of it. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs>
no, no. I just want to say that five out of seven veterans do not approve this message. Okay, well, let's, let's, no, let's not edit this. Let's kind of deconstruct it a bit. I mean, we're faster students, right? Hey, we, yeah, he wants to get drunk. Yeah, let me, I regret that. It's a veteran's household, and we, and usually we have a lot of Vassar students that are non-veterans yeah. there, mostly the rugby team, but we have a lot of people. And they're all over the age of 21. Uh, yes, they're all, all over the age of 21. Yes. Playing this you know but it's the truth those students are taking the time to interact with you yeah. right they're the ones who actually are on the team that with you that yeah. that, that, that make you feel part of this place oh, and that's the part that we need to kind of view it and like i said deconstruct and I we've do, had this well, thank I you for agree. your service conversation with those people they know what it means to us they understand that when and, and it's and for them it's a it's a way of making fun of us now where it's like tommy tommy <laughs> thank you for your service <laughs> but you also I, have to remember it's not just cowardice like sometimes we don't look oh, inviting look, I, like you, I, I, if you have resting, <laughs> resting bitch face all of the time it's not their fault that they don't want to come but to I, a conversation no, it's, with I, you I, I get and, why yeah, the game is there and yeah. I think I think it's there to, to take the stress out and make it a little bit easier to talk about the service mm -hmm. and just talk to the veterans in a, in a friendly environment and I think if everybody's having a good time, which with drunk Jenga, it sounds like everybody's <laughs> having a good time anyway. I think right. that's important too, and I, I know that they all understand that the cowardice thing is just a joke. So as much as that saying thank you for your service, it was, doing a drinking uh, game is a joke. It, <laughs> I was I was against having thank you for your cowardice in there, but when when we actually put it out and put it into the tower, and they and they uh, it was the non vets who wanted to keep it in. It wasn't us, so. Well, that's good that they want to have a good time. Good changing, changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to the actual conversation and not drinking. Sorry. Um, what else do we talk since, about? Uh, Hyman, since you're here, I would love to hear how reactions uh, that you may have had, considering uh, I don't know how many professors on campus are veterans. I know there's probably not a lot of you. Um, I would love to hear how your students and uh, maybe even other staff have reacted to you, you know, saying you're a veteran and how that's affected you here, if there, you know, any way you want to talk about. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, you know, I'm in a totally different generation than y'all here, but I'm very grateful to have been invited. Um, and no, we didn't use Pogue in my day. <laughs> Before I turn into this cranky old vet, you know. Uh, um, what did you use? Uh, did you use anything? No, I, no? Was, I was a red leg. Artillery, oh. okay. King of Battle. All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we, we can talk later about that too if you want. <laughs> but um, but anyways, um, to your question, I think the um, and for me, you know, the veteran identity identity has always been um, a conflicted one for me. It's a it's a difficult one for me. Uh, it's been one for me. Um, um, I was at the. Um, I served at the first armored and uh, the first Gulf War, you know. And um, I think following that war, um, it's 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 been difficult to think about, you know, what does it mean for Jaime? Just I'm just speaking for myself. What does it mean to be a, a veteran? What does it mean to be a war veteran? What does that mean, you know? And I think um, there's a lot of messages that are sent to us, right, in society, in the media, in conversations. Uh, uh, I guess in drunk Jenga too, you know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different conversations that take place, and um, and you're trying to deal with them as best you can, both in home and and where you work. I think as a professor now, I have tried um, 
to be as open as I can. Um, everybody has to decide what that means for everyone, but to talk about that I am a vet, you know, because I think if you, unless you, I think people find it hard to identify me as a veteran unless they actually, I tell them. Like if you come to my office, there's, I really don't have anything up that shows I'm a vet. If you come to my home, there's not really anything up. I'm not saying there's anything wrong if anybody does. I'm just saying for me, it's not something that's there. So I think when I do say I'm a vet, um, I think if I talk about my veteran experience, what I have learned, because my wife is not a vet, um, she's she's really has helped me because we've been married for 22 years. And she tells me that um, when you talk about your service, Jaime, and you talk about the things you're dealing with, um, we don't know how to respond to that. We don't want to be insensitive, but some, you know, very few of us have that experience, you know, and I think, um, and I think for me as a professor here on the campus, it's, um, I, I can see that, I can see that, um, but, um, but, you know, I have not had, at least, you know, amongst my colleagues, any kind of uh, um, negative um, uh, reaction to my veteran status, you know, to the point where now I'm actively um, I'm doing what researchers do. I have a research project around that. So. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Did you want to add in a piece about, um, I think you're speaking on Veterans Day in the class, if you want to. Sure. Um, on Veterans Day here at, at the campus at 5 p.m., Rocky 300, pardon the shameless plug, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm presenting a talk called uh, The Scooter Military Pipeline, a preliminary report. I started a project here at the campus called the School of Military Pipeline that examines um, the relationship that two big institutions have in this country, uh, DOD or the military and schools. And what's that relationship? It's one in where um, high school students are recruited into the U.S. military. Um, I'm a product of that, uh, of that relationship. I was recruited and um, when I was in the 12th grade, went to the MAP station, uh, got all my paperwork done, swore in, and graduated from high school. Six weeks later, I was at boot camp, pushing the earth down. So, <laughs> so you know, um, I'm, I'm a product of it, and I want to uh, study that. I want to study what is this relationship, and this, fir this first part of my study wants to look at what are the perceptions of people who have been participants and actors in this relationship. So I have, um, not to get too ahead of my talk, um, but to uh, say that I've been able to uh, um, both survey and interview veterans, uh, teachers, and even a military recruiter um, to talk about this. And uh, hopefully on Monday, uh, whoever can come and join us, I'll be uh, providing a very preliminary report. <laughs> it's very early, but, um, but Veterans Day, I think is a, it's a good day to do this um, because I think it speaks to what I'm hearing here and what I read in the MIS, that uh, veterans are not a monolithic group. We are not all the same, just like any other group. And I think, um, I'm hoping that my talk will provide, at least from this veteran, and of course my study, um, a look at, at what I'm talking about. So, so Tiffany, give me like this quick look right now, because <laughs> that's something that I had wrote in my piece about, oh, let me share something that I've learned, which is true, I learned that from you. 
veterans are not a monolithic group. The exact line isn't there. The exact line isn't there. <laughs> Thank you. Did you did you uh, give them a citation? <laughs> we will now. <laughs> no plagiarism at Vassar. question about what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, you, you said you had a very uh, conflicted um, relationship with the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hear in... in Y'all probably hear it too. The like the motivation that comes and the pride that comes from being in the military, you know, put, pushing dirt down, mm-hmm. king of battle. <laughs> like those pride. those lines, those, they kind of resonate with us, and, and yeah. we hear that um, we hear that jargon like yeah. throughout our careers and whenever we interact with other veterans. That's right. What's the what's the, what's the other side of that for you? What's the conflict? I think uh, the conflict uh, and, and my con- my confliction is not necessarily with the military. Um, uh, what I said is that I'm conflicted with a veteran identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason I'm conflicted with a veteran identity is because um, up until before the war, I think that I, you know, the military made a lot of sense to me. You know, it was the first time I was able to uh, see a dentist, you know, I was able to <laughs> have my own bed, yeah. you know? Like there was a lot of uh, issues uh, that, that I had and um, I liked the structure of it. But I think where it became conflicted for me is um, seeing all of the um, the killing that that happened there, mm. and the um, the terrible aspects of war mm-hmm. um, that you have to uh, uh, witness, and um, and I think it it, it became conflicted. Not because I think there's anything good about about death or about war or violence. It's conflicted because I have to recognize that my time in the service as an artillery soldier is part of who I am. And there's no way that I can uh, walk away from that. You know, it's part of who I. It's part of my past. It's part of 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 of, of what it is and. I think it's conflicted because um, I think about, I mean, my war happened such a long time ago now, you know, and um, I think it's conflicted because um, I recognize that um, the guys I serve with, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing they wouldn't do for me or I, I for them. And that kind of... Um, devotion is, is is something that I, I I don't really find, you know, since I've been out. Yeah, so it's, it's it's that's how it's conflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, and it's confusing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you all for sharing. I really appreciate all of you coming out of here. Um, I know that we drove together, so you didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, thank you all for sharing stories. Thank you all for writing. Uh, if you did, Tommy calling you out. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but joking aside, I think that this was very important, not just to write the stories, but to kind of have a conversation so people know a little bit better what we're going through. I know that that's not all the answers, and I know that doesn't apply to everybody. But... Uh, I do think that hopefully this gives people out there watching uh, just a better idea how to approach these things. I guess don't ask of us what you wouldn't ask from a regular stranger. You wouldn't go up to someone you don't know and ask them about 
what happened in their past or something that may be traumatizing to them. So I guess don't do the same to us. Get to know us. If you really want to know something, ask politely. Um, just kind of don't jump. Use common sense would be the, the biggest advice I can give anybody. Um, and Veterans Day is not Memorial Day. <laughs> so, like, try to have a good time. Like, that's the point of Veterans yeah. Day. Like, I researched it a lot. Like... I, we're gonna see posts on Facebook or things like that that's saying, "Oh, this is not barbecue and hangout." They like, kind of is, yeah, guys. Is. Yep. Please have a good time. This is not Memorial Day. The flag's not flying a half mast. Like, go out, have a good time. They, uh, you know, uh, thank Romario for his service. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, I really do it. You know, I really, yes. Good. Thank him. Everybody. Uh, go drinking with Tommy if you're over 21. And uh, just, honestly, uh, I appreciate all of you being here, and I uh, hope this was, it was a good time for y'all as it was for me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And that's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the More Than Miscellaneous Talk Show. And be sure to catch regular episodes of the show every Monday at noon on WVKR 91.3 FM.